This baby hits 88 miles per hour. They're gonna see some serious. Welcome back to the Pass Forward Podcast. This is episode 67, the next chapter. Ooh, that's a good chapter. You know, you know, you know that's from? You know that I'm, movie that is? I'm actually really excited. Page Master? No, it is the never Goosebumps. ending story. <gasps> Ooh, so oh. relevant. So relevant, yeah? so relevant again. One. I thought it was relevant. relevant. I thought it was relevant Your because. Your favorite movie is The Revenant? <laughs> yes. Cool. <laughs> it's relevant because we we're going to talk about Stranger Things. Spoiler alert. Well, what does that have to do with Stranger Things? Oh, shoot. Oh, you will find out. You already spoiled. Uh, with me, as always, are my fellow rock monsters. Oh. <laughs> Colin Harmon. That's that. I'm the rock monster. <laughs> and Wes Allen. Keep the door open three inches. <gasps> have you guys ever seen uh, Never Ending Story 2? Yes. Uh, the last chapter? I don't think or so. Or the yeah. next chapter, excuse me. I don't think so. I that, did. Yes. Okay, so yeah, there's a rock monster in there. That's that's what that. Oh. There's a rock monster in the first there, one. Is it really? Oh, Maybe oh I'm God. just confusing it with the first. The one. The second one has a baby rock monster oh. as well. I want to be a rap monster because it's a sequel, and you have to have double of whatever you have in the yeah. first one. Right. See, it's been a while. It's been a while. So uh, anyway, uh, tangent already. This is great start, guys. Uh, welcome <laughs> back. <laughs> Hope you guys are having a great summer. Obviously, there's a lot of news to catch up on. There's been some news coming out of Comic Con. Hmm. That uh, some trailers and things yep. that we need to discuss, and uh, a person has died. And just, just one though. Thank yeah, goodness. so we're gonna kick things <laughs> off guy. with that in it's our crowded around here. <laughs> in our segment, we call a recurrent affair. I want like a uh, clown to play that at my birthday someday, <laughs> like maybe on like a ukulele or just or the, a slide whistle. The uh, the, the little horn. Just yeah. Re- re- replace that sound with yeah. That noise. Yeah, with the uh, recurrent affair soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, like I said, uh, somebody has passed away, and we always kick these things off with the sad things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Torn. Oh. See what I did yeah. there? Rip, rip, rip. To- rip is that, Torn. Is that a rel- is that a reverent too soon? Maybe not. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Um, Rip uh, Torn had passed away at the age of 88. You may remember him from Men in Black as far as things that we discuss all the time. He's in Dodgeball. He's in 30 Rock, The Larry Sanders Show. Lots of things. Freddie got fingered. Anybody? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Freddie, would you like some sausage? He uh, unfortunately did not have a great ending uh, to his career as he got a little uh, schnockered and... Uh, <laughs> I think broke into a bank or something like that. So, uh, you're of men with a gun, <laughs> <laughs> throwing an intergalactic kegger. What's throwing an intergalactic kegger? Ready to wear the last suit you'll ever wear. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we he's in My a lot of stuff that we liked. So, um, rest in peace, Rip Torn. Do you feel like he was proud of that name, or like his parents were like, "All right, uh, this will be hilarious, guys." Rip yeah. Torn. Watch this. We're gonna name him this. Hey, you know what? He made a name for himself. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Did. I see what you did there. Yep. I like it. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> so the happy things, we've got some some reboots, some sequels, and remakes, and all that stuff. So sure. we're going to kick it off. Did you guys ever watch Punky Brewster? Not on purpose. I, I definitely did, but it was I, a I little not. bit before our time, but kind of. I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Punky Brewster, but yeah. I definitely was aware of it. I just never watched the actual show. So, 
I remember watching it. I don't remember most things about it. So there you go. But they're bringing it back. It's a sequel series. I can't wait. And it's going to have Punky's back. It's actually her? Yeah, it's uh, Soleil. Soleil Moon Fry. Fry. How about them apples? Yeah. Cirque de Soleil Moon Fry. There you go. my favorite show. Sounds like a dinner dish. I uh, I would definitely order it off of the The Soleil Moon Fries? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) With a side of ranch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, so it'll, apparently, so it's going to have her as a single mother of three, and she's trying to get her life on track. So Fuller House? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Got it. Is Kimmy Gibbler in this one, too? <laughs> so, like, she meets a young girl who reminds her of her younger self. I don't know what the plot is. Cause it's hard to say, if, like, compared to Neither the plot. Neither do they. Don't worry before. about it. Yeah, I know, right? Because <laughs> uh, I don't really remember the plot of the original show, other than her just being punky. Mm-hmm. She's Classic she's punky. so quirky and getting the crazy mix-em-ups. <laughs> Lots of hullabaloo. <laughs> Wearing bright colors and whatnot. Right. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, so yeah, that's coming back. That's a thing. Do we know? I guess that did they say it's going to be like uh, on Netflix or Hulu or? Does anybody is some streaming thing? Streaming probably service? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure like I don't know Warner Brothers or like CNN are coming out with a streaming service. Yeah, and it'll be on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you guys ever watch the movie Look Who's Talking or yeah. Look Who's Talking Two? Oh yeah, T O O or Look Who's Look Talking, Talking Now, now with yeah. the pets? Ah. It's true. Yes, I did watch those. Yes, that, I did. That did, was some like Travolta years there that were pretty fun. Yeah, uh, I I would watch them and be very confused as to like things I didn't know yet. Hmm. Oh, yes, yeah, it's definitely indeed. a two layer movie, especially sure. the opening sequence. <laughs> yeah, to those so I was like, yeah. I have a lot of questions after this, Mom. Uh, Thank you. What is that? Mm-hmm. What does that do? And do I have one? <laughs> <laughs> did you like those movies? I did. Well, good. It was a talking baby, of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they were they were fun. Well, there's talks of bringing it back, doing a remake of it. See, I don't understand why that's necessary because it's kind of like uh, it's like bringing back Homeward Bound. Like we can make their mouths move now, like seeing them yeah. not talk, but we hearing have them talk. Oh, do you? Do yeah. You, do you think that they would make their mouths move? That'd be really creepy. I don't know. What do you think I, the line thing? I like that do? you just heard their commentary. I think it's funnier that way. Yeah, because it's like their inner thoughts. Yeah. Right. And I really did enjoy those movies. I mean, Bruce Willis, Roseanne Barr. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember who did the voices of the pets in the third one. Danny DeVito and uh, I forget who Whoopi, the Whoopi Goldberg. Interesting. Somebody Google that. Track too. So no one's yelling at their car radio right now <laughs> listening to us. Okay. Going, you idiots. Don't you know the poodle was Kirstie uh, Alley? No, wait, that was the star of the Kirstie movie. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's why she was on my mind. She's also doing the voice. Anyway, anyway there's talks of, it, of them bringing it back. I don't think anything It was is, Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton. Uh, D- mm. Good old DK. I could have guessed that eventually. DK. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know if there's anything like s- like set in stone. There, Jeremy Garolick, is that his name? Gesundheit. Tied to it. Adam Fields. If you recognize those names. Um, Good for you. Yeah, because I did not. <laughs> you get a luck. You get a web cookie. <laughs> Apparently they worked on the wedding ringer, so there you go. Oh, yeah, that showed nobody else watched. Uh-huh. So uh, looking forward to that. <laughs> I love talking babies. Mm. It's going to be a look who's not watching. Ouch. Okay. Zinger. Uh, like a, like a super long TikTok is all it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> like, look at that baby's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to more interesting things. So we all know that uh, Disney's remaking all of their classics, just just pumping out, just printing money, no, essentially. They're all originals, bro. All those uh, original, unoriginal, uh, new, I think but we- old 
versions of old movies. Mm-hmm. I think we talk about a new live action Disney movie every single episode. Uh, yeah. Yep. And we're talking about two, I think, this episode. So <laughs> buckle up. Mm-hmm. The first one is the Little Mermaid live action, which uh, we all knew it was coming. Yeah. Especially, you know, uh, when they first started doing these things, it's like, man, how are they going to do stuff like the Little Mermaid? Because they're all underwater. But well, they then, were just going to wait until Aquaman right. came out <laughs> and see what they did and then make it better. Well, and then that's what happened. I mean, it, uh, like once Aquaman came out, I'm like, oh, okay. I guess CG is a, at a place where you could fake it a little bit. Uh, I mean, obviously, you have to fake it. but um, <laughs> Wait, are you telling me? <laughs> No, the, uh, Colin, they were not underwater that that whole movie. That ma- Did okay. you know that? No, that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, The Little Mermaid, it's a thing. It's happening. It's live action. And it's the same director as Mary Poppins Returns. Uh-huh. So. In okay. Chicago. So that's pretty cool. Into the Woods. He mm-hmm. does a lot of musicals. A lot of stuff that I really enjoyed. Yeah. I enjoyed all three of those movies. A lot of live action Quite immensely. Musicals. Halle Bailey will be playing Ar- Ariel. Ariel. Ar- Ariel. Which is struck an the cord of the internet quite well the internet people have um, opinions that's for sure the internet is always looking for their cords to be strict struck stricken 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 nope stroked stricken stricken struck slipping slammy slippy swinson swanson (laughs) samsonite (laughs) i was way off So yeah, I you know obviously it's about time. I like they they only have one Disney princess who is African American, so you know why not add more diversity into your films? It makes sense to me, and I think it will be great. She was already a minority though. She was a redheaded mermaid. <laughs> that is true. I feel like we already have. Well, you know when well, they do the live action Brave, they'll have their moment in the sun. That's true. I, okay. I can actually see both ends of like the controversy because I do think that there needs to be more diversity, especially in Disney princesses. Yeah. But I feel like with Ariel, there's so many redheaded women that identify with Ariel. There's mm. like not a whole lot of like, you know, pop culture icons that are like redheaded, especially like kind of in. That's yeah. okay. They could just make Ursula redheaded and there you go. Yeah. It's fixed. But like, I feel like they could have done this with somebody like Belle or, mm. or like, what's the Sleeping Beauty? Aurora. Aurora. Aurora or yeah. Somebody that's or Cinderella, like. Cinderella, yeah. Because you can't really do that with like Pocahontas or like Mulan or anything. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. I can see both sides of it, but, but I do I do think that it needs more diversity sure. for sure. And uh, yeah, also, you know, hopefully your identity is not wrapped up in your hair color. Yeah. So <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I know as a brown headed person, I really love it when I see other brown headed people. Yeah. yeah. You just really feel it. And accepted. you're a white male too. Mm-hmm. Which I get. I just get really no hard. representation on screen. <laughs> I know it. One day. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is behind the music, so that's cool. He mm-hmm. does good things. He seemed to do well on Moana. Yeah. Moana. Uh, and Ham- the Hamilton. I don't know if you've heard of this musical that he did oh, on Broadway. That, that history play? About Alexander that, Hamilton. That I think it was a period hi- piece. Yeah, it was a period piece. Mm-hmm. A history play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was music in it of some sort. Yeah, I think it was uh, violin. Given the period, I think it was, yeah, probably harpsichords. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did uh, did he do Mary Poppins music as well? He was in it. He was in it. I don't think I know he, he was it. in it, but I, I, didn't, I oh. thought he might have had something. Googling. He may have had a uh, hand at some of the songs and lyrics, because there is a certain part where he like kind of does his Lynn Manuel Miranda rap for a few of the like the cover is not the book like they turned that into like a rap segment that he oh uh, okay um, so the, that was kind of fun uh, music and score for Mary Poppins Returns was composed by Mark Scheiman mm. mm. classic I could I could tell yeah, I could it, see that there's a lot of <laughs> Scheiman classic, coming through yeah, there classic Scheiman <laughs> or Scheiman I'm not sure which one it is Mark Scheiman Jonathan Elmore is, is cursing us right now <laughs> so here's what's great I'm a big fan of Melissa McCarthy 
And apparently she's supposed to play Ursula. Tell me why. I think she's hilarious. Why? Because she is funny. <laughs> okay, here's why. Here's why. She like it has the Samuel L. Jackson effect where she can say a curse word uh-huh. in a way that it is hilarious yes. every time and it does not get old. Now, uh-huh. she can't do that in this movie. Sure. Well, she but could try. In a lot yeah. of her films, I don't know what it is, but just the way she says the F word is hilarious. <laughs> you should write her and tell her that. Uh, I feel like she's a very one note person, but that one note, I agree, is funny, but it's the I same. Yeah, note. but so is Chris Farley. You know, like, it, well, he I, also was hilarious. So. Sure. Yeah, I was about to say, she's like the female Kevin James. Right. That's funny. And it's still funny to me. That's why I like it. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> Yeah, she's uh, Pauline Blart. (laughs) (laughs) Reboot. (laughs) Someone just heard that and got an idea. And Harry Styles is in talks to play Prince Eric, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that tracks. Of course he is. That's very on brand. (laughs) Make him redheaded. Ooh. (laughs) Is Harry Styles, was he the one in in Jumanji? No, that was the Jonas brother. Oh, that's right. I get these guys confused. Nick Jonas. Harry Styles is from One Direction, Corey. (laughs) How silly of me. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, there you go. Uh, I hope you are. I hope you are excited about the Little Mermaid. I, you know, I think so. That was the first film I ever saw in the theater. Ooh, that's a good. So one that holds to start a special with. place in my heart. Yeah. It's in my top three of Disney animated great, films. So. Great animation in that one with the venerable Glenn uh, Keane. It was yeah, the start the of the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. So yeah, it's a special place in my heart. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Moving on, we have a trailer now for the sequel to Top Gun. So how excited are you for that? I'm actually pretty excited about it. I like just watched Top Gun like six months ago for reasons we we'll, won't disclose. But <laughs> I, I research, I, yeah, for research. <laughs> uh, but I really loved that movie, and I feel like even watching the trailer, like some of those shots, are like, I think that's what made Top Gun so cool. It was one of those first movies where I remember watching it like on a really loud s- sound system. And being like, mm. yeah, all those like jet sounds and everything just sounded so cool. Them like flying by you left and mm. right and whatever. And it's like kind of the first time I danger zone in the background. Yeah, I kind of experienced like surround sound at home in a certain sense. And I feel like it was one of the movies that really like is written in that memory in my brain that I'm excited to like even watching the trailer and seeing the big jets fly by and then flying through valleys and some of the upside down shots. And I don't know if they did it really or if it was all CG, well, but it was Tom cool Cruise. So he's typically known for doing all of his stunts mm-hmm. and everything so i guarantee you, you'll see some kind of mission impossible type of thing yeah. here which, which i definitely got the vibe from that yeah um i'm surprised they didn't play danger zone in the trailer at all i wonder if they couldn't afford it uh. <laughs> seriously like think of how much money that movie has made that song and just given it such but they're ride. so tied together it's like yeah. surely they have to play it in the movie well Maybe. that's one thing yeah, that soundtrack in general had some like pretty iconic songs you know? yeah bow, 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 bow. oh yeah <laughs> it's pretty um, great it's like a, it's a little time piece which I love it really is time stamp. so uh, and that's I feel like what, what what was a part of its charm I mean it was so oh. very 80s beautiful and 80s. so now you have this like very modern take on it which is cool and everything and like the what is also really cool is that technology's progressed where you can have really cool cockpit like shots and stuff they couldn't necessarily get back then and a lot of obviously cg action scenes or whatever but yeah. um i don't know it's just that the, the, 
the thing when you think Top Gun, you think eighties. When you think eighties, yeah. you think Top Gun. Yeah. I mean, they are synonymous. Yeah. So I think I just have a special place in my heart for like these kind of movies because these are these or Top Gun in some weird way like harkens back to like look how freaking powerful the American military is. <laughs> Not that I'm like that patriot in that sense, but I feel like it's just like man. We freaking rock in like a, <laughs> in, a way, in a way that no one's asking us to say, but it's just like a weird showcase of like, yeah, we got fast planes and good music, and like people with abs deal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did have that same thought you did, Corey, about it. But like seeing the trailer, it does seem like a movie that you're gonna see like in the Dolby like theater, yes, where it's like absolutely. surround sound, like really loud speakers. Like oh, I feel like bleed. just watching the trailer, you can see that the the sound of it is just like really thought through and everything. Yeah, so. I'm very excited about that. And just like that, when that music, like that music cue comes in, that's from the original soundtrack. I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, I don't know, gave me good feels. I enjoy it, and it's got John Hamm in it, so whatever, <laughs> I'll see it. Well, and maybe they're doing a good thing of like not trying to just bank on nostalgia of the original and just trying to separate itself and make it its own thing. Maybe that's the best way to go about it. I don't know. Because you'll never recapture what people's memories are of that film. Because people who love that film have gone 30 years of loving that film and like protecting it making it part of their heart and identity that there's just no way you can live up to it. Yeah, it's a cool, and I love that it's a continuation. It's not like a remake in that sense. So I think that would be kind of cool. So we've talked about this before. There's a Disney uh, Junior kind of reimagining of the Rocketeer. Yeah. And they've released a trailer for it. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on it. I mean, it's for it's for babies. So I don't know if you yeah, when we have first, any thoughts on well, the animation yeah. or whatever. When we first talked about this, like there's a part of me that's like, oh, but like they're gonna do like they're gonna do it right, right? <laughs> and when I watched like the clip of it, uh, it's in the show notes. But like when you I don't know. I just I was like, oh, what I freak. I think I just have like a, such a special place in my heart for the Rocketeer. Yeah. Like I yeah. love. I, I was movie. hoping that they would do do like a, a re- or sequel or something of that now because I feel like you could really do yeah. some cool oh, yeah, stuff with sure. it, but still have that same time period that it was in and same look and everything. Yeah, that'd be so really cool and iconic looking. Yeah. So I I mean I'm obviously I realize they're doing it for a totally different audience than I am, but I just think in some sense there I have such good feelings about that movie that I haven't watched it recently like it's not it's it doesn't necessarily hold up but it doesn't like fall asunder either it's just like a nice little period piece yeah. in that sense that I don't know I was just kind of like underwhelmed I was like oh they're like targeting to like third grade girls instead of me I want to be a third grade girl so <laughs> I can love it yeah it'll be interesting to see if it like takes off and then there's a bunch of rocketeer toys that pun? Around. good pun there you go yep I like that, that was they, totally on purpose. I like the little Easter egg that she has a bulldog. Yeah, it's got like that bulldog cafe in the movie. Yep, that like, was a nice. I touch. was like, ah, there you go. So they're at least like kind of acknowledging that yeah, there it's was reverent. a rocketeer. So yeah, um, I agree with that. And like the instead of like a red jacket, it's kind of like a burgundy jacket. Yeah, or kind of got like purpley tones in her yeah, stuff, which I think so is cool. So it's like there's some elements there, mm-hmm. and I don't know, but. It's cute. No, I'll, in some goofy way, like I'll probably watch it, in <laughs> even though it's Disney Junior, uh, just because I, I'm gonna love it. And if it's on Disney Plus, I'm never gonna go outside again once that comes out because <laughs> I'll just be watching Disney Plus. Right? So. <laughs> My gosh. With all, yeah, yeah, yeah. With all the Marvel stuff that's coming out too, which no. is not for this podcast, but anyway, and Star Wars and stuff. Too. Yeah. What's no. that? Huh? <laughs> Uh, moving along quickly because we got to get to Stranger Things, guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a trailer for Creep Show, which is a you know TV nope. series that's coming out that's based on <laughs> Stephen King. 
uh, film. So, uh, Wes, this is basically your category. <laughs> if you want to just go and take it away on Creep Show, any well, thoughts? Um, there? I'll cover my ears. I can't tell yet about this how I feel about it yet. I don't think they're given a whole lot. It's just a bunch of jump cuts of things. Um, uh, I'm excited that it's going to be a TV show, an anthology. They're keeping with that. There's kind of there's some similar shots where they kind of they base it off of like kind of like the the comics from like the 50s like the tales from the crypt and everything so there's a very like kind of comic book kind of theme going and Hmm. i can see it going through the the theme going through the trailer so i'm glad that they're embracing that and not just making some like extreme horror film kind of thing but um i'm excited to see where it goes i don't know yeah well and speaking of stephen king things and scary things we have dr sleep the trailer for dr sleep has come out which is the sequel to the shining Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And it looks terrifying. Yep. Yeah. Looks so, good. It jump scared me good. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it to be scary. I don't know what I was thinking it was going to be. But I was like, oh, you and McGregor. Like, yeah. It ah! seems, doesn't seem like he would be in like a scary movie yeah, he, at all. Yeah. just didn't. Expect One thing it. that's really cool, and we'll move on about this, is that the shots that seem like they're from The Shining, they uh-huh. like they recreated those scenes. Those uh-huh. are not from the original uh-huh. movie. That's so like. First uh, watching it, like I was like, oh, they're using clips from the, but they like recreated everything that they're showing, which is cool. crazy. Hmm. So, I like that. Yeah, that'll it's be good. neat. Yeah. And uh, one last Disney thing, uh, Mulan. Did we talk about Mulan last time and the kind of the the things that they've come out with about how there's no music first of all, but then also they're changing Mushu. Is that his name? The dragon. dragon. I don't yeah. think we've talked about this. Yeah. So they they've released a new trailer and it looks really good. Yeah. But, you know, it's come out that there's no... They took out the music for Mulan, which sucks. I thought Mulan had great music to it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Mulan. Really? Yeah. It was it's that a, It was that time period where I was in It middle, was towards the end it of was the like, I was in middle school, yeah. and I was like... I think Pocahontas was the last Disney movie I saw, like, in that era. Yeah. Did you not watch Hercules or Hunchback? No. Wow, Hercules is actually pretty good. It is underrated. Yeah, and so is Mulan. Mulan is an underrated movie, I feel like, and it's got some really good music. Um, See, that's why I think they should remake it in live action. I feel like they should take the ones that might have been overlooked or underrated and make them live action to give them new life again. I don't think they should be doing the Lion King and Aladdin and all that stuff. Too much money, Wes. Too much money. Yeah, I'm. I think to say no to, and like I get why they're making it in a certain sense. Like I feel like I understand like societally and culturally like I get why they're doing Mulan like I I would agree yeah. like I would I would rather watch a live action Mulan than whatever we can pretend that Lion King is live action kind of thing like that <laughs> for me is is actually real people like it's actually more doable it's beautiful scenery it's incredibly cool to like learn about a new culture that we're not necessarily exposed to all the time uh, but I, I think in some way I don't know I think in some weird way I'm so over them like doing this right now like <laughs> Make some original content or... They're going in really hard with it. Yeah, they or really like if they go and make all these live action ones, are they going to go back to like uh, bed knobs and broomsticks and the parent trap and like make those into <laughs> cartoons? Or are they going like, yeah. you know, to make like <laughs> Swiss opposite. Family Robinson into a cartoon or make Old Yeller a cartoon? Like I'd be super happy if they started <laughs> oh, doing that. That would but, be a dark cartoon. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Uh, Which I'm fine but, with. Good cries are good. But... J- I, Lion King has been released, but we're not going to talk about it until last time because yeah. we want to talk about Stranger Things. So we'll talk about that next time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, the other, I mean, so you, since you guys aren't really attached to Mulan, we won't talk really about this. But they also announced that, like, you know, Mushu, who's voiced by 
Eddie Murphy, the mm-hmm. dragon, was like her companion. Like mm-hmm. he's not in this either. Apparently, oh. there's like a phoenix so or something announce, like that. They announced that. Like I don't know if they like officially announced it, but it's come out that that is the case. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so that is couldn't afford the CG. <laughs> maybe that's it, or it's maybe better. they couldn't they make spend it. all of it on Aladdin and, well, and Lion King. I think by taking out the music, they're going for a very serious tone, and I, that's, that's probably that's what yeah, it is. It seems is like that. It seems like a very serious kind of take and, on it. And looking at the trailer, yeah, it looks like that. So. Um, do you so think, I, you know, it may not be a bad thing. Yeah. Do you think that they'll um, go the way that Marvel has gone, to where it's like they used to take themselves really seriously, but now they're sort of like uh, like buddy comedies in a weird way? <laughs> Do you feel like with this one, that's going to be like they're going to promote it like it's really serious, but also like it's going to be playful, like Guardians or something? Or I, I mean, don't know if it, I don't know if the storyline cool. I don't know if the storyline fits it or not, but it could it be. Could. I don't think they would with this movie, just because it is a it's a female empowerment movie, movie and I feel like they would want to take that seriously first before mm. they start playing around with stuff like that. You know what I'm sure. saying? Yeah. I can see that. Um, they could do Emperor's New Groove or something like that. Oh That's, man, I feel yeah. like that. Let's would do a be... live action version of that yeah. and bring in David Spade. Just yeah. make him the llama. <laughs> That's great. He kind of looks like one now. So. Yeah. Poison <laughs> <laughs> wow. for Cusco. Cusco's poison. <laughs> okay. So we'll move on to, I guess, the headline here. And obviously, we're going to go over time than what we usually do. But, you know, I think you like it. if you listen Come to on. this podcast, you're you probably like a Stranger Things fan. And I'm going to say it up front. This is spoiler filled. So yeah. if you haven't watched all of Stranger Everybody's Things, already watched it. hit it's pause, let's go watch it, and then come back and we can talk about it. So this is your last spoiler warning for Stranger Things. Okay. So what do you guys think? Good, good talk, guys. <laughs> We're speechless. I, I, I have probably the least amount of opinions articulated, but I feel like I really enjoyed it in the sense of like it's just wild to watch those kids grow up. Like I feel like it's getting into the era of their lives where like I started to have like those weird memories and insecurities and like uh, just the inner relationships of like trying to figure out who you are. Granted, that's what a lot of the other seasons are about is like their formative years. Yeah. And uh, Demi no, but they did a good job of kind of showing the teenage life and how things seem like great one day, like with your girlfriend or whatever. <laughs> and then the next day, like everybody Just hates explodes. each other. Yeah. And it's like this weird time. I feel like they capture that really well. Right. Which is a hard thing to capture. Yeah, I thought so, too. And it because and even then they're competing with the way that we feel about it, not necessarily the way that it was. And uh, so I think that's kind of a neat uh, way that they did that. Uh, I mean, I think the music in this one was super fun. Like, they, I would, I was watching it, and there's multiple episodes where I'm like, I would love to be the person who gets to choose <laughs> like the source cues for yeah, this because right. it's just so fun. And like, just being like watching a scene and be like, what song feels right for this scene? I think it's just that would be the funnest job, most fun job. Sorry. Um, and I think uh, in some sense. I felt like this season they kind of played up a little bit more of like the 80s references and 90s or really 80s references I guess at this point of like the new Coke or like all the different stores at at the mall. But I feel like it was more isolated to like this is the character that the mall is Mm -hmm. more so than them being like the gap, right? Right. I mean, you have to have those stores in if you have an 80s mall. Yeah, and I definitely think that this year they've had a lot more corporate buy-in from like sponsors and stuff like uh, like. Baskin Robbins, uh, Burger King, and New Coke, and it's like all that kind of stuff. It's like you know they've had product tie-ins and stuff, so naturally you expect to see like mm-hmm. the over exaggeration of that kind of thing. But yeah, I love getting to see more of Will's uh, personality. Yes. I feel like he's yeah he has a very huge part in season two, but not necessarily as himself. 
And yeah. obviously in season one, he's like exists but doesn't. So I love to get. I love his character. He's basically Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, in a lot of ways. And so, like, I'm so glad that they leave. They left him alone this season Mm -hmm. because I'm like, dude, leave that kid alone. He's gone through so much. It's it's clear he's a Horcrux now, though, right? I mean, that's (laughs) essentially he can feel the presence of the beast. He's got a part of him inside of him. I mean, it's right there. It's right there. They're gonna have to kill Will at some point. That's all I'm saying. My soul. Say that. My soul. (laughs) Uh, I think um, this season, like, was. It started slow, but then got like super intense by like three or four, and then just kept rolling. Yeah, and it's this happens every time. I wanted more. I wanted five more episodes, ten more episodes. Yeah, and wish that they had the time to do that. Um, but obviously, even just doing eight takes a lot of time. So uh, it's eight movies, basically. I definitely yeah. I liked this season more than the second one simply because there wasn't an episode that I didn't like in this season. Whereas season two had that one episode everyone is like oh yeah that one yeah i i I feel like that's really good that the creator like russo brothers and all the creators i feel like they actually listen to fans reactions because it's obvious that they took that late they tested the waters with it and hardly anybody liked it so they were just like okay we won't touch it at all like there was no reference to it whatsoever they kept everything in hawkins for the most part and it's like they took things that people liked like Steve like he was played oh, up yeah. even more in the yeah. Steve and Dustin dynamic mm-hmm. and everything I like Steve. I feel like they really listened to those types of things and they played up more so I'm glad that they at least do that because there's a lot of franchises that don't do that they just do what they want but I'm surprised not a lot of shows take this trope of having the guy you hate in the first season turn it around and then become a fan favorite because mm. whenever that happens it's like people's feelings for that person are way stronger than any other character it happened with lost with sawyer and it happened with uh the walking dead with daryl just like these guys you just hate but then you grow to love them Mm. and even though they're super flawed or whatever they were jerks before Mm -hmm. you saw their character arc like oh they got better they kind of saw the light and then suddenly you're just like man i hope they never kill steve because that would be Mm heart-wrenching Yeah, there's definitely some some shows that do that. Like you think like Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad or like Saul Goodman. Mm. You sort of hate mm. them when they're first in there, but by the end you like kind of feel bad for them. Yeah, uh, which I think is good. Spoiler, I guess, if you haven't watched Breaking Bad, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think in some sense, uh, yeah, I could see that that there's like a fun arc to that kind of thing. And even like um, even like Billy's character, like you kind of hate him for so long but then you kind of are like no but like oh yeah like i don't know i think there's like these these yeah once you give him a backstory and you kind of make him a human Mm -hmm. you kind of see yeah let's talk about billy for a second um i feel like that was one of the best parts about this season is just how they they made this season almost about billy uh Mm. like he was a villain in this one just like he was in the previous one but the the journey he took like uh, obviously the reason he got um taken by the monster by he got flayed uh <laughs> was because he was doing something terrible mm-hmm. or he was on his way to do something terrible which is another 80s trope of like horror movies yeah right. so it's like okay he kind of deserves it but then as it goes along it's kind of revealed a little bit more as you know they trap him in the sauna and he comes breaks out a little bit and he's like it's not my fault and all that stuff you see the remorse and so you break a little bit as far as your feelings toward him and then 11 sees kind of his memories um as it's like oh okay well this is how he ended up this way and then suddenly you're feeling a lot more for him and 
by the time it gets to the end, you're right there with Max and like saying like, oh man, this kind of sucks that he has to die because you saw it in there and it's just, he just had a bad life up to this point. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of, it's a tragedy, but it's like one that you actually care about as opposed to him being this one dimensional jerk that you just like, oh, I hope they get rid of him. Mm -hmm. I have a question. I feel like I might've taken this too literally, but like when he first, gets that view of the upside down and he sees himself and like a crowd of other people. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that there's like, like the way that I thought it was going is that there's like doppelgangers, like in the upside down of like the people Mm. in the regular world. Was that just kind of like a metaphor of like, that's just what he was seeing or were there actually, because I don't feel like they ever went back to that at all. I mean, maybe that's something they expound upon. Yeah. Yeah. Next season. Yeah, I kind of took that as like uh, that was him seeing what his role was going to be in some sense. Like, cause he like was, he was of, the leader of the... Yeah, like okay. he was going to go and have to be the person that collected right. all those people in yeah. a certain sense. Like that was sort of like a, a foreshadowing of what he was about to be going and doing kind of thing. Like he was kind of saying it to himself in a weird way is how I took it. Mm-hmm. Do you... Okay, so Eleven's powers, are they going to come back? Ooh, who knows? I, well, let's... Uh, the the end when it seems like Hopper dies. Uh-huh. I feel like it's so smart that they took away her powers. Yes. Because she can't find out if he's alive or not. Uh-huh. She, she can't like kind of Very go into her white noise kind of blindfolded thing and yeah. see where he is. Yeah. So she has to wonder. Uh, obviously she thinks he's dead because of the end, but like uh, I think it's so smart that they took away her powers. Well, that and because she's you know, it's the whole Superman complex where it's like, why not just bring an Eleven to do everything yeah. for you? The fact that she was able to lose, that she lost her powers and then they all had to kind of band together to beat the monster yeah. without the help of Eleven, that that raised the stakes for everybody, but then also it was more of a defeat because everybody else kind of played their part. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that so, firework scene in the mall was yeah. so cool. Yeah, that was really the, fun. Let's, it, let's talk about the mall. Yeah. Like you've been there, right? Yeah, it's uh, a <laughs> it's a uh, it's probably like I don't know, twenty minutes from us where we live, and we were in the Gwinnett area one day, and like we decided to drop by and look at, and there was something else being filmed there. It wasn't Stranger Things. Because they it, bought that mall, right? Like they own a proportion. They, they of know, it like they own a wing of it. Okay. And so we went in, and th- that mall is dead. <laughs> like there's, there's like as all malls. It are. has like the end, the like uh, J.C. Penney and the Macy's flagship stores. But like everything within it is like there's nothing there. Mm. But we walked around and we saw where they blocked off like a black fence. Okay. But we could see like you could see like some of the storefronts like Radio Shack and some neon signs and stuff. So that's cool. They've blocked it off. But man, I wish they would like have some kind of pop up shop kind of thing there or something. It would be smart if they did. Because that would revive that mall just from people going there. Yeah, It's like because like I think they just own it now. So it's not like they're using it for anything like any other thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, make it a tourist attraction. Have you know yeah. encourage people coming in, take pictures, buy a T-shirt. Yeah. yeah, I thought for sure they were going to with the launch of this one for sure. Yeah, I actually thought they would have been smart. And like have a Scoops Ahoy that was yeah. that's a Baskin Robbins as well. And is that a real place? Know. Is Scoops Ahoy a real place? No, I don't think so. 
it's like Baskin Robbins kind of hung on to that. Like they were selling Scoops Ahoy themed things at their stores okay. and stuff. So like I think that they, it's a fictional thing, but Baskin Robbins kind of took ownership of it a yeah. bit. But. I I, lo- I don't know why this is the things that my brain like gravitates to in movies like that. But like I would have loved to come up with all of like the names of the ice creams that were like all <laughs> boat themed and like, yeah. ship themed and like shipwreck themed. That would be so fun. So um, what did you guys think of the inclusion of the new characters, speaking of which? And that and that would include Lucas's sister, even though she's not new. She had more of a role. She did. Th- that's another thing that's like how I was talking about they listened to the fans. I feel like that was a fan favorite of For season sure. two. Like people latched on to how awesome she was, so they, of course, included her. So, yeah, yeah I thought that that whole dynamic of having, you know, uh, Dustin and um, – Robin and the sister. It's like that whole dynamic was so cool. Like, I would have watched a lot more of that. I'm going to throw it out there. I was kind of annoyed by... What's her name? Lucas's sister. What's her character name? Uh, Erica. Erica? I was kind of annoyed Because you can't her. spell America without Erica. That's right. Yeah, I should have remembered that. Like, I, I do like her character, but it was... I think it, it's not just her character. It's, it was the way she acted. I feel like she was really ramping up the attitude. Mm-hmm. She was really sassy, and she was always so like if you know if, if like I feel like she was always at a level ten. If she would scale it back a little bit, and well, make I it think more, Dustin kind of found her high. little Achilles heel of like she's actually a nerd about yeah. things, which I thought was cool. I feel like that kind of toned her down a bit. So, hmm. but yeah. I felt for the most part, she just the, the attitude was it was cute at first, it was funny at first, and then after a while, I was like, okay, scale it back. Hmm. Um, but I, I think that was just more of how she. I can't, you know, it's hard to like be like, oh man, she's a bad actor, a stupid little kid. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was how she delivered it, just how she acted. I felt like she could have scaled it back a a couple of notches and still played the character well. Yeah. And it wouldn't have graded on my nerves as much, but yeah, that's a, that's a nitpicky thing. Yeah. Did you know that Robin is Ethan Hawke's and Uma Thurman's daughter? I did not know that. Yeah. That's wow, which is crazy if you like look at her through that filter. She's like a direct like combination of them too. Huh? Hmm. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I, has she been in anything else ever? I'm sure she has, but uh, I don't know. I'm sure she will now. But. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> What'd you think about Paul Reiser coming back? Yeah, I, that was cool. I yep. was like, hey, like, what, what do you think he's been doing this whole time? Like, is he working with the government or whatever? Because he's he's who like uh you know fudged the papers for eleven yeah, to yeah. become hoppers, or whatever. So what's he been up to? Like, what's he just like working with the? I mean, he he shows up for that. We'll find out. I yeah, that was I think that's up for speculation for so sure. What do you guys have a favorite part of the movie? Like a favorite moment per se? I'll say one of mine, and it's like I mean it's obvious, but when they. When we and we speculated this, when we were like, "Oh, it's Fourth of July, nineteen eighty-five. Oh my gosh, Back to the Future came out July third, nineteen eighty-five. I thought of you when that happened. Yeah, I was like, they have to, they have to, have to, have to, like at least nod to this. And I thought they were just going to do because they passed by the poster in the movie theater in the first episode. Yeah, and they uh, went to what was it? Uh, Day of the Dead. Dead. Day of the Dead. And I was like, dang it, they're just going to have the poster. But then they went back to it and watched a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And then they had that moment with Dustin in the walkie-talkie with the music in the background, <laughs> just like Back to the Future 2. Uh, man, that was – it warmed my soul. And they and, had, well, they so, had that moment where they were arguing about or like trying to unpack what it, what <laughs> yeah, it, why it was mother. titled that way. Yeah. And, oh, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was pretty great. Um, and the, the fact when they were um, hiding in the theater – 
And I don't know if you guys remember when it was when Steve and Robin uh, were sitting in the front row and they're like talking loudly because they're still drugged. And there's a guy behind them that shushes them. Mm-hmm. That guy taught me improv. Oh, really? <laughs> I had an improv class with that guy. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, and I mean, I, I know him fairly, like a little bit. I just messaged him on Instagram and was That's like, hey, so congratulations. Funny. You just lived a dream of mine watching, <laughs> pretending to watch my favorite all time movie in, in Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, the, that was a cool moment where I'm like, what? That's John Mangan, man. And he was a very good improv teacher. That's so funny. He's a talented guy. Small world. Yeah, speaking of, it's like of like Day of the Dead. It's like there's so many like of these horror movies that it's like I can see so many influences in this, like yeah. The Fly and just body like snatchers. yeah, Body Snatchers and like it's just so crazy to me that this show is so popular. I totally understand why I like it. I feel like this show was made for mm. me and people like us, but it's like it becomes Wes's things. It's like literally everybody watches it. Like yeah. everybody. Like season two, I feel like you know it really ramped up. But this this season, I feel like every single person that I've come across has watched it, which is it just surprises me how. Well, popular the show is something else that's surprising to me and you know everybody's had their own experiences with this and so i i may be i may just be in a bubble here but i feel like when something blows up as much as this one does it then has the backlash of people who uh will refuse to watch it because it's so popular mm-hmm. you know and whether it's conscious or subconscious they're like whatever it's probably dumb and they like feel like they, they've missed out so they don't want to jump into it I haven't seen that with this one. It's like yeah. everybody like who gives it a try. I've not someone or seen someone say like it wasn't for me or uh, I thought it was dumb. This wasn't as good as everybody says it was. It's always like oh, I'm midway in th- into season one of Stranger yeah, Things, yeah. and like everybody come j- celebrate with me. I just finished the season <laughs> one of Stranger Things and I loved it. And I yeah. want to talk about it. It's like people <laughs> who are excited about it. I haven't seen anybody been like, you know, like Game of Thrones. You had people who were very vocal, very vocal about not watching Game of Thrones. You don't have that with Stranger Things yet. Yeah. And it's like, it's so hard to find shows like that now because with streaming and everything, it's like everybody's always watching different things at different times. We don't have that like kind of, I don't know, TGIF mentality where everybody's watching things at the same rate and the same time and that's the thing everybody's watching. It's mm. like this entire decade, I feel like there's hardly any of those types of things that are yeah. such a shared experience like that. So mm-hmm. it's so fun to watch because like we talk about nostalgic things all the time, but I feel like there, the market of pop culture is so oversaturated with like so many different things and so many people are mm-hmm. into different stuff. But it's like to look back on this decade, I definitely think that Stranger Things is going to be one of those things that was like, oh, yeah, that was, that was so cool mm-hmm. during that time period. Yeah, for sure. I wanted to circle back. I mean, I feel like I shared one of my favorite moments. Did you guys have? Uh, I have. I could share two that I feel like are two different uh reasons i think one that is just mean uh, <laughs> in the second season when like max comes to the school she's like such a good skater or like so she is portrayed as such <laughs> and then like in this season she's like out front of her house like pretending she knows how to ollie and i thought that was just hilarious <laughs> it was just like oh like she has no idea what she, like you seem yeah. really nervous on a skateboard because uh-huh. it was probably actually her this time mm-hmm. that was my favorite part too I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just like i was kind of like okay she can't actually skate and then um, I think one of my other parts that I thought was really fun is just the interaction of Steve trying to like 
flirt with girls, but while like not using his hair, like that yeah. being like his like Samson <laughs> oh, yeah. moment. I just thought like him being like, I can't do this without my greatest asset or whatever he says. <laughs> yeah. like, I just thought that was like uh, fantastic. It was just like a fun like little thing that they didn't need to show us, but like him like realizing that he's totally humbled by the fact that he has to have this yeah. job, but he needs a job. And then, like, at the end, them going into a video store and him just, like, oh, yeah. finally we're in a video store. The freaking 80s is, like, all, yeah. like, a whole life is a video store. And they, <laughs> uh, getting into that. And I was like, okay, that's fun. Just, like, to watch him be in that space and, like, what's your, what's your three favorite movies go? Like, the people that work at Blockbuster were, like, total, like, yeah. meathead, <laughs> meathead <laughs> version of watching movies. Right. What's your, what's your favorite, three favorite movies? Film school students, basically. Yeah. Um, and I just thought like kind of attitude I love I that they that brought perfect. back that the dude from the arcade yeah. that he's yeah. working at the right next door now. that guy <laughs> is in everything he's in so many commercials and yeah. shows and yeah, anyway. uh, that was great I really enjoyed like the it was like a you know a no name video store but I thought that was just like yeah. the walls of tapes and things like that it was just like, such a weird time I loved the uh, the never ending story <laughs> thing <laughs> yeah it was so random but it's like so it, it built it, it built up to that point because this whole time you didn't know if Dustin really had a girlfriend. I kind of knew that she was going to show up like in the last episode because immediately when people doubt that he has a girlfriend, he really has a girlfriend. It's like every, nobody believed him right. or whatever. But when she showed up and that whole thing happened and like the climax of the episode and that started happening and I did the whole split screen of them singing mm-hmm. the theme song like it made me so happy even <laughs> though it was so random and yeah. like just like totally changed the tone of what was happening it really did and the confusion on everybody's face like there's it could have not worked but for me I just loved it yeah well, I it was, was so long too I, yeah. I, yeah, I was I, love I was split on it because when it first started happening I started singing along I thought it was yeah. hilarious and uh, then it kept going yeah. <laughs> it really and kept going. it went so long that it turned in I was like oh man this is actually really hokey like and it re- like you said it took you out of the moment because it was so intense in that moment of them trying to get everything together and Hopper and, and, and trying to get the machine working and yeah. all that stuff to just break <laughs> for, for not just a verse. Like, yeah. they went two full verses with that. I know. And two choruses, I think. Uh, and I was just like, wow, they're really leaning into this. So I thought it was hilarious. I feel like they could have got stuck with one verse into the chorus and it sure, would have yeah. been fine. But. Yeah, I loved that uh, it was Dustin's character or Dustin though because like obviously he's like a really good singer in, oh yeah in real yeah because he then was the, like in Broadway or something yeah right? and so mm-hmm. I looked up the girl that was in it and she was like in uh, on Broadway as well she was mm. in like Matilda nice like on oh, Broadway and so she because I was like homegirl can sing too who is she and so I looked it up and she was in like on Broadway as well it's on YouTube look up um, look up Gaten Matazaro is that how you spell or yep. pronounce his name uh, he sang Matarazzo. the Matarazzo mm-hmm. excuse me Forgive me. Potato. Potato. Mm-hmm. Uh He sang the national anthem at a Cubs game once with his sister. Oh. And it was beautiful. They harmonized, and it was, and the, obviously he was real little. Sure. It was so good. So yeah. it's worth looking up. That's fun. He's a good singer. Oh, for sure. I want to share a meme that uh, Haley showed me of, like, it said season one. Uh, it was Joyce, and it was like, where's my son? Season two, what's happening to my son? Season three, why aren't these magnets working? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like, Winona Ryder, really like, funny. I feel like she, up to this point, 
I thought she was like a terrible actress in this in the the series. Like uh-huh. she was totally overacting or whatever. But I feel like she was she was good in this season. It's I re- so funny. I, really I felt her. the opposite. I felt really? the opposite. Yeah, I felt like she was fine in the first two seasons. Like this I, one. she I was my she was least favorite it. part the first two seasons because really? like you know terrible things are happening to her son, so she's like right. overacting <gasps> like crazy. But yeah. it's like I feel like she was able to at least play it straight and like be Winona Ryder. Right. So it was it was good at least, but she she does have some crazy well, facial expressions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is, I mean, like so. First season, her son gets kidnapped, and you go through all that. But then the second season, she loses like her serious boyfriend, and then the third season, like starting to re- finally like rekindle, and then obviously yeah. he quote unquote dies. I mean, that's pretty. She's had a she's had a rough go of it. Yeah, I don't blame her for moving. Grief. <laughs> yeah, out of that place. Um. But I did find it weird that they kicked off the season with her trying to get over um, Sean Astin's character, you know, dying and everything. And then they just kind of drop it like they which obviously, you know, they're going through a current trauma of trying to save the world and everything. Mm -hmm. So I I kind of get it. But it it seemed like something they didn't really bring full circle of her having that moment of like finally being able to move on from him. Mm -hmm. It was like she was struggling with it at first and then it just stopped. I, yeah, I can see that. Anyway. I think Hopper trying to like uh, be more vulnerable with himself sort of brought him into a new light for her. Yeah. Whereas like Sean Astin's character was very comfortable in that space. Yeah. yeah. So maybe she kind of. So she was pretty closed off at first, but I because like you know Hopper was kind of trying to like insinuate something, but she kind of stiff armed right. him. But like I think because she saw something in him, it kind of grew. I don't know. What did you think of the Hopper Joyce? Hoist. I I could have relationship. I, I could have predicted that was going to happen, right? Because I think everybody wanted that because it seems pretty obvious that that should happen. Um, I felt. Do you think? Do you think Hopper is dead? Let's ask that one. No, I don't think so. No, uh, he's such a fan favorite, yeah. and like th- I've learned from so many franchises, if you don't see a body, yep. they're not dead. Yeah. You know, what's funny is when they were making plans, to, it was like the last episode, like making plans to go on a date. And I'm like, oh, yeah, crap. That, that's not, that doesn't that, bode well for Hopper. I said that's that to like my wife. a Captain America kind of thing. Yeah. She's like, oh, this is not going to end well. And she was like, when it happened, she was like, dang it, Corey, stop like teaching me about <laughs> movies. Cause now she's starting to pick up yeah. these things. I've told her that rule. If you don't see the, see the act, the body, the dead body. Yeah. Like you don't see the person's soul leave their body, yeah. so to speak. They're not dead, and so um, I I agree with you. But also, on to add on to that, I feel like you know they teased it at the end, like not the American at the very yeah. end. I feel like they wouldn't dangle that carrot unless they delivered. Like they I, wouldn't make us think yeah. that one of our most beloved characters is alive and then not yeah. do it. That would be a jerk move. I don't think that he is the American, but I think that's just giving us hope that it is. Right. But I still think he's alive. It's just hope. not him. Right. I've that heard a, a I've twist. heard a theory that it's Papa from oh first season yeah that like because we never saw a dead body of him true and that could be like how the russians heard about yeah. it or found out about it yeah something that's interesting so i i think the first theory that i thought of which i don't think is going to happen it's just kind of me dreaming is that that scene at the end is in the past i thought about that too. Mm, yeah because yeah. one, mm. they're mm. they're introducing time travel into this because of the characters are aware of time travel because of Back to the Future, mm-hmm. so they have intelligence about how that works. Oh my gosh, does that mean way like, more Back to the Future references for the next one? I, I'm all for probably. 
so there was like a burst of ener- energy when the like kind of gun thing broke, yeah. like uh, blew up. So like, I wonder if he got propelled into the gate and like, because there's a demigorgon mm-hmm. and there's, aren't they all dead now? Like there's- They led us to believe, but I mean, they could bring them back. Because know. like when you close a gate, they all die. Like if Hive they're mind, in the world. Yeah. Right. So, like, I wondered if that's in the past where they were starting, the Russians were starting to open the gate or something. Uh, uh, But that's just a wild theory. But I think that Hopper jumped into the gate before it closed because he's been in the Upside Down before. So, and that's kind of how Eleven was. uh, That's Mm. what happened in the first season. So, I think he jumped in knowing that he could probably find a way out sooner or later. Mm -hmm. Um, And he probably came out in Russia or something. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I just hope there's more Weird Al in this. <laughs> <laughs> so good. That was really fun. Uh, and R.I.P. Alexi. I feel no. like that was the death that hurt the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like a relationship that I did not see liking. But yeah. you eventually, like him and Murray, you like really loved yes. their dynamic. And I'm like, man, that sucks. That was so sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, overall, thumbs up. Yeah. Where do you rank it? Do you do you go one, three, two? Yeah, I liked it a little better than two. I still like yeah. two, but I think that this gave a lot of what you want. Yeah, um, I, th- I think I would agree with that. I think one, three, two, in the sense of like I, I mean, I said it earlier, but like I just love Will's character, and just like I feel like you got to see a little bit more of like how mm-hmm. good of an actor he actually is. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I can't imagine how they casted him. We're like, all right, you're in the show. Not for a while, though. Like, right. Don't for the get fir- comfortable. Like, the first season, he's not. He's in it for, like, 35 right. seconds, it feels like. Um, but he's the reason that the show exists. And I think, in some sense, uh, it was really fun to get to see him come to life. And even, like, the scene uh, where he, where like, you know, we, uh, you're, just because you don't like girls, or whatever it was, like, they left that so open. But it's just, like, I'm interested to see where they take mm-hmm. some yeah, of that kind sure. of stuff. Um, so uh, I, I think that, for me, I, re- I really enjoyed the, getting to see his character develop a lot more. One thing I, I I loved one thing I missed I I did love that Dustin and Steve had their relationship this entire time but I did miss having Dustin with the other three guys yeah, like yeah, that dynamic of the original right. four mm-hmm. I want to see that come back and I don't know if they'll be able to make it that way since sure. the Byerses are leaving moving away but I would yeah. love to see that come back yeah I wonder if thinking about the future here. They took so long to come out with a season. I I think I've heard rumors that they filmed two seasons at once. Hmm. So I wonder if they're going to drop surprise a season on us sooner than we think. That would be insane. The, like the amount of like to be able to accomplish that in this day and age yeah. would be a miracle. I don't know if I like I, I don't want to get my hopes up on that because to keep something like that a secret. Yeah. But it it's like it took so long and the kids are aging so fast uh, right yeah. now. So I feel like it would have been smart to do it that just from that aspect of it. But I feel like since it took so long, um, I don't know. I feel like that would be like a, such a cool thing. And like I feel like since they've been going on this whole like, you know, they released it the second season around Halloween and this one around Fourth of July. I wonder if they'll do like, you know, like a Christmas. Mm-hmm. Th- they kind of touched on Christmas in the first season, but like do like an outright Thanksgiving like, flag day yeah Columbus day <laughs> Labor Day Arbor Day so I think either Thanksgiving or Christmas Valentine's. because that's how they left it in the se- the, mm-hmm. the season finale as well 
or they, uh, Mike talking to Eleven and be like, "Hey, maybe we'll see each other at Thanksgiving or Christmas." Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Did they did they come out? I, I feel like this is one of those where they came out and said there's only a certain number of seasons. Do you remember hearing anything about Four. that? I think four, four with the possibility of five. Okay. But I, I think that they definitely won't go past five. Hmm. So. I hope they but, don't. I yeah. You. I think they need to stop it while they're ahead. So. Yeah, for sure. Because you don't want to get sick of this. Because I really, I do feel like they're kind of, they're kind of like uh, just going along with it. I don't, it doesn't seem like they have like a greater plan because it seems like it, a lot of these mm. plots are kind of more the same. It's just bigger and yeah, better. More self-contained. Which I like. I think you should stick with your formula. Yeah. It, it works. I, everybody loves it. So I'm not complaining. That's mm-hmm. not a f- f- flaw to me, but like I, it does seem like, I don't know if they have like an end game in sight. They might. Hope they but do. Like, I hope yeah. they have a plan because those are the best shows that when yeah. they <laughs> have them planned out and they don't do I don't know if you guys ever watched Dexter, but that's a pro- the, the number yeah. one example I'm giving people where the show went way too long and the ending yeah, yeah. was horrible. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. It's like, really, it. this season could have ended and, like, they tied up loose ends for that's the true. most part yeah. and, like, all that. So, like, that. they could have ended it right here, but, like, you know, because money, they're not going yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. True, okay. true, true. Well, what is your take on Stranger Things? We want to hear... We have an email. You can email us at passforwardcast at AOL.com. If you want to give us your review on Stranger Things Season 3 or anything we talked about uh, in this episode. Or real quickly, you can hit us up on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, PassForwardCast. Just search us. You'll find us. And we love interacting with you. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> you looked like you had something really important to say, oh, and then that's no, what no. happened. Yeah. Was <laughs> Just affirming. Just affirming. Yeah. So uh, I think that is it for us. So until next time. Friends don't lie, but boyfriends do. Mm. Turn around, look at what you see. (laughs) Later, snorks. Pass Forward was recorded in front of a live studio audience at Nickelodeon Studios at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Not! Interface, the mirror of your dreams. Make believe I'm everywhere, given in the light. Written on the pages, the answer to a never-ending story. Gosh, we're so never-ending story. What is happening? We're so good at singing. <laughs> I, I'm I glad prob- that Colin is the only one that can sing and didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing at you guys. I'll probably cut most of that out. We'll Aww. see. We'll see how that if that makes my ears bleed. I liked it. Hey, Clavis, wake up. The show's over. Oh, yeah. Kick it.